and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode 24 of our Road to 2021 mini-series. And as always, you're joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now, before we get into today's episode, we just want to remind you as always that if you do enjoy these podcasts, please feel free to tell your family and friends about them, take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories. If you're listening on iTunes, please always feel free to leave us a review and a rating as well. And if you are interested in getting in touch with us regarding our coaching services, you can always head over to our website at www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com, which you can find in the show notes below or any of our Instagram bios. And despite being called the bodybuilding dietitians, we don't only coach comp prep competitors, we coach anyone with health and fitness related goals. So, Jack, episode 24, that's nuts, man. That means we've been doing this for almost half a year. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's finally arrived where we're both going to be into prep soon. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm stuck in it. You're just about to get stuck into it. So get stuck into it. How's your past week been? Yeah, so it's been a very fast week. Like, it seems to have gone very quickly and... I think part of that might be due to that I'm kind of fixating on prep now, which will begin in just over one week. Eight days. Eight days. So yeah, usually when, I guess when you're fixating on something, either it can go really unpleasantly slow, like um, getting through a semester at uni if you don't like it, Mm -hmm. or um, in my case, it can go quite quickly, like when I'm looking forward to starting prep. So yeah, it kind of just flashed by. Overall, like I'm just trying to tick off some big things during the week in terms of my training and nutrition, just to prepare myself for the comp prep without just just being in a good position without like having an unnecessary amount of fatigue, making sure my energy availability has been maximized as well. And to be honest, like most of the hard work has been done throughout the years and months. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I'm just kind of cruising into the prep at this stage. Mm-hmm. So... In terms of training, this was the second week of my training block. At the beginning, I was at the beginning of the week. I was a little bit worried about my bicep, which has been giving me some nerve pain, which I've been mentioning. And yeah, I did think it might have been like a ten tendonitis sort of issue uh, because I've I've had that before in my tricep. But fortunately, I've been given the green light that it it is just a nerve issue, which. I mean, I can do with that. It's it's just a bit of pain. But what may, usually makes me a bit more worried is if that pain means I can't train. But uh, I can I can train around this without. I don't even have to train around it. I can just train without without there being any issues, which is good. Uh, and it's actually stemmed from my back squat. So, well, that's what we think it is due to. And basically, with my back squat, I mentioned this in in the uh, in the main episode this week. But I'll probably go into it a bit more depth. Basically, when I've been squatting, because I've increased in weight, mainly due to that, we think, because I've, I've had the same squat form for a long time now, like a lot of depth and like going well below 90 degrees and also kind of bringing my elbows up quite high during the lift as well to really kind of, so I rely a lot on my shoulders and my arm strength in order to like keep the bar in place. And basically, we're trying to now convert to just relying on that upper, upper back tightness and kind of just keeping my arms and shoulders a bit more loose so I don't have any of these issues down the mm-hmm. line again. Yeah, so Scott the physio to the rescue again, right? So you did have a good consultation with him. And again, I'm so glad you consulted with him again this week just to get that green light that 
no, you know, you're not, you don't have a bicep injury, you know, but like there are a few things that we can change around with your squat technique and other technique as well. You found that, you know, it was a bit different with your RDL uh, grip this week, right? Yeah. So I was, because we know that nerve issues can sometimes cause like loss of strength in that region. So I was having some loss of grip strength and that kind of like, again, that made me think, oh, is it bicep? Is it nerve? And yeah, I basically played around with the RDL a little bit. I've decreased my rep range from eight to 10 to six to eight because my upper back was becoming a limiting factor during the RDL, which meant like from reps eight to 10, uh, like I was rounding the upper back, which at least it's not the lower back. Like that Mm -hmm. would be a completely different story, but just to be on the safe side and to continue to progress that lift comfortably, and it's time for a change up anyway. I decided to go from six, from yeah eight to ten to six to eight, and yeah I did one seventy two point five for two by seven on Friday, and that felt really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's pretty awesome to know that you know it's not a full blown injury, right? It's just a little bit of nerve irritation. But you and Scott, you know, working together, I'm so glad that you have him in your corner. You know, you guys are a great team, and you know, like just keep doing what you're doing. And I think if anything, it's important that you are taking advantage of this time to really keep working in that quote unquote strength range, right? Like closer to six reps right now, because that still gives you more flexibility in the later months during prep, perhaps, right? When like your levers just change, like, and you just like you can't lift that much weight potentially, right? And then you could potentially take advantage of rather than progressing in weight, starting to progress in reps, but you won't Mm. be having to progress in reps from like 12 reps upwards. You can start progressing in reps from six or eight reps upwards. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it depends on the individual to an extent because I, even during my mini cut, I would, I would actually, instead of being like, okay, I did six reps, this week for RDL or, or squats or whatever it might be, I kind of purposely just increased the weight and did six reps again, <laughs> rather than going up to seven or eight reps because I, like I, for me in a dieting phase, I would rather do less reps, more weight than, mm-hmm. than more, more, uh, more reps, less weight, or yeah. even the same weight. But could you argue that for some people, they just, they literally couldn't do that. Like I know for myself, I couldn't put too much extra weight on an OHP bar or a bench and I could not match reps, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, and it, I think it's different for lower body though as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Lower body, there's a huge psychology component there. Like how hard are you really willing to push, you know? And mm. depending on that, you probably pump out a few extra reps on that leg press. <laughs> yeah, totally. So yeah, other aspects of training, again, with legs, like I'm just approaching this uh, this series of weeks leading up to prep as, again, just making sure I start in a good position and not too fatigued. So I've actually scaled back my volume a bit more on, on leg day. So I'm doing, it's still by no means a small amount, but it's, but it's not as much as I was doing even at the start of this year. So I'm, I'm doing seven sets for quads and seven sets for hamstrings across six exercises. So I'll have three exercises, which are quad dominant, three exercises, which are hamstring dominant. And then I'll have like a calf exercise as well. And so what I'm doing is instead of doing like two sets, three sets, three sets for the hamstring and quad, I'll just do two, two, three. So Mm -hmm. one less set overall and across quads and hamstrings. And then 
quite a few sets lower than what I was doing like at the start of this year. So, mm-hmm. and that's per workout. That's not for the whole week. So yeah. double that for the whole week. You're still doing well over ten sets per muscle yeah, group per I'm week. Yeah, I'm doing fourteen, mm-hmm. and that would that still gives me opportunity to increase it in prep if I need to. To be honest, like. When, when I actually objectively or as objectively as possible look at the factors for volume and like what experts say like Mike Isretail and a few other Eric Helms, like do I get a good pump during the workout? Yes, I get a really good pump. Uh, do I leave the workout feeling pretty battered but not battered, not like close to my grave? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, do I get soreness the next day? Yes, definitely. And... Yeah, and do I do I feel like I've trained the muscle? They're all yeses to that question. So even bringing my volume down, I reckon I could even bring my volume down further and those would still all be yeses. Mm-hmm. So I'm not concerned that, because some people might think, oh, wow, two sets for, I'm doing two sets for two exercises and three sets only for leg extension, leg curl, which isn't a lot for many people at all. Like imagine you doing that in a workout, you'd be done in like 40 minutes. Yeah, personally, <laughs> that and that's the thing. It's also individual because, man, that would just not work for me. You mm. know, like, again, I would probably not leave that session with a good pump. I probably wouldn't feel like I really got the most of that session. I rarely feel sore, so I doubt I'd feel sore <laughs> from that. <laughs> so it really sounds like you are one of those people who, but we can't forget, man, that like the intensity is there. Okay, you have a lot of weight on the bar. You've got a lot of weight on the machine. You're freaking working really hard those are two real working sets and emphasize that word working right it's not just a walk in the park kind of set because if it if you were working at a lower intensity then you might have to do something like three or four sets yeah yeah but for me that's not to say i'm not working with a high intensity but i just say probably with my muscle fiber distribution you're probably a little bit more type two i'm a Mm. bit more type one and yeah i just personally i like to work more closer to three sets four sets for some things but definitely closer to three for now. Yeah. And I mean, I'll get this, go into more depth later, but my goal is to kind of hopefully keep RDLs and squats at two sets throughout the whole prep. Like maybe squats I probably will take out eventually. It's my, definitely my goal to keep in RDLs for the whole time. One, because mm-hmm. it's it's the it's probably the exercise that I can say has changed my physique the most yeah. in the last couple years i would say everyone has that one exercise right and i would say rdls are definitely your exercise like personally i don't know anyone else that can rdl to your depth with your immaculate form and lift the same amount of weight and i and your hamstrings you wear your work you know like it just goes to show it's it is your exercise everyone's gonna have that though you know Mm. like someone's gonna have phenomenal delts and they're gonna have an amazing ohp someone's gonna have a great chest someone's gonna have great quads because they can squat so much whatever well you're back eh? oh thank you very much (laughs) train it five times a week (laughs) but the thing is rdls are yours you know so yeah i can't possibly see you taking them out either like Mm. honestly what would you replace them with you can't really replace them with something Mm. and like even my staggered rdls like oh my i want to keep those in too Mm -hmm. and yeah i think i think staggered rdls are just a really underrated exercise yeah because like Anyway, another topic for another day. <laughs> but that's pretty much it with training. Like upper body has stayed pretty much the same. I won't lie. I had some pretty average upper body sessions where I just felt off, like very flat, almost as if I was still dieting, even though my nutrition has changed a lot, which mm-hmm. I'll speak about in a second. But I think it was just one of those weeks, like up until like probably Monday, Tuesday 
and Thursday and Saturday were pretty average. Mm -hmm. The only decent session was Friday, which was leg day. In saying that, the sessions, I still hit all my numbers, but mm -hmm. you, I just didn't feel um, yeah. as a bit subpar. Yeah. But. I think one of those sessions, like in your pre-workout meal, you accidentally forgot to add any sodium, right? And like it was a really hot day. We were training in the World's Gym Brisbane Shed, right? And it was in, it was almost interesting, if anything, to just see how not having that acute sodium intake prior to a big workout could have potentially influenced your ability to get a pump and actually feel really good during that session. Mm. Yeah, I think that was definitely a factor. And I think it also is the heat as well. Like it's, uh, it's getting hot. It is getting hot. <laughs> yeah, it's getting hot, getting humid. And we, uh, we usually walk the dogs prior to the gym. So. Yeah. And we walk to the gym, you know, in the sun. So boy, but yeah, I guess, um, definitely I'll, I'll hold you accountable to make sure you have that little salt shaker in your bag <laughs> from now on and that little teaspoon. So, um, just in case, just emergency sodium, you know, all that good stuff. But speaking of sodium, speaking of food, what was food like this week? Yeah. So before I get stuck into food, I'll, I'll probably update you guys on what's happened since the mini cut. So the, I'm talking about the weekly average here, not the lowest my weight got mm. for that week. So the week I finished my mini cut, the, the average weight was 88.1, purely because I started reversing out that same week. And then the week after that, it was 88.3, and then 88.8, and then 88, basically 89. So yeah, the interesting thing is my food has come up very, like I've adjusted very quickly, yeah. as we knew, knew I would, because um, my adaptiveness is very rapid. So I basically come up to now like three different intakes really. So around, so 275 protein and 70 fat uh, across each day. And then yeah, 575 carb on my rest day, 625 to 650 on my upper day and around 650, 675 on my leg day. So yeah, yeah I'm about, still about five kilos lighter than what I was at my heaviest. And I'm eating very close to probably like one or 200 calories off the, my, my highest. So that's definitely been a big success. I was, I was worried at the beginning that I wasn't going to get here, but I just needed to be a bit more aggressive and mm -hmm. I adapted very quickly to being more uh, aggressive. So yeah, I'm in a good position now to, I can, I can confidently say that like food focus is gone and I'm in a good position to, to get started with the deficit yeah you've crushed it man you really have crushed it an improvement season a solid you know diet before the diet a solid pre-prep phase right you're ready you know one more week and then it's go time so it's so awesome and just to put that in perspective right how because like i think both you and i we just must adapt either way right like we can push our food really high during the improvement season and yeah body weight will slowly inch up but it's not like you know we don't blow out or something like that but then sometimes we have to dig relative to us when we actually want to lose some weight. So, yeah. cause like on your low rest days during your cut, you're some, those final weeks actually trying to push down to like closer to 300 grams of carbs, right? Now, five, seven, five, no worries on rest days. Like mm. six, seven, five on leg days, no worries. Body weight's still kind of being stubborn. So yeah. it's, it's amazing nonetheless. It's, it's pretty crazy. Just that little bit of extra energy. Um, just ugh, God, how neat increases. It's, it's nuts. Mm. Yeah, I guess by looking at the weekly average, technically, 
I haven't even gained a kilo. I've gained about 900 grams, but my calories have increased by, yeah, um, over, over 1000. Mm -hmm. So that's, um, hashtag success. (laughs) (laughs) Did it. Good work. Cool. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for me. Um, next week I'll definitely go into a bit more depth about the prep, Mm -hmm. but just another week of ticking those boxes, keeping training the same. I won't change the leg days just because I'm still seeing the results I want to see. And hopefully those upper days, I'll make sure I probably increase my sodium a bit Mm -hmm. and maybe invest in some aircon or something. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, man, gosh, this heat, it does funky things. And you just wait. I I went through it obviously last summer, you know, with the humidity, just skewing your body at those in during those final few weeks of prep, just when you feel like you're so sensitive and fragile, it's, uh, it can be frustrating nonetheless, but yeah, luckily Mm. we've got that membership to world's gym Mount Gravatt so we can train in aircon more often if we need to. So should be good. Nice backup. But, uh, but yeah, it's good. You've had a good week. And what about your week? Yeah, so overall, my week's actually been really freaking solid. So this has been the second week of my prep. And overall, like, I've been really happy with how everything has been going. Like, I felt really good, like, really good quality sleep every single night. I'm getting really, I like, I always generally sleep well, but, like, some nights, like, I used to, you know, maybe wake up during the middle of the night and not be able to get to sleep, like, you know, for an hour or two. That would only happen like maybe once every fortnight or something. That's anyway, a long time though. it's really frustrating. It's like, you know, when you're in that like in between sleep where you're like, I'm awake, but I'm asleep. And also like, I know it's only 1.30 in the morning, but I'm like, man, I could probably just get up now and start doing shit. But it's 1.30 in the morning. I don't need to do that. <laughs> anyway. The trick is to just not, you can't let your mind wander. Yeah. When you... Easier said than done, my friend. Mm. <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> but yeah, luckily... Something that I read as well. I don't know how true this is, but... Because you know, when you wake up, like you might go to the bathroom and then come back. Yeah. You you don't... We know what blue blue light is, of course. Yeah. So what, what you should do is actually just keep one eye closed mm-hmm. and just leave one eye open. So that means you, you only get exposed to blue light when you use the bathroom through one eye. Oh, that's very smart. Maybe I should sleep. I used to actually sleep with an eye mask, right? Because I used, during uni, I used to live near this house that I didn't have blinds and like the buses would go back and forth to the uni. Very irritating. So I used to sleep with an eye mask and also some ear, some earbuds to block out noise and lights. Earplugs. Yeah. But that worked a treat, you know, Mm. but maybe I'll have to invest in The only thing that wakes me up is when, um, the, the border of our fence is right next to our window and whenever another dog comes past, our two dogs kind of yeah. go nuts. Yeah, Sam goes, Ruff! <laughs> hello! <laughs> yeah, it wakes you up at like like 5.30 in the morning. I'm already awake at that point. But anyway, the last fortnight, I've been sleeping really solidly. Like I get up once during the night to go pee, but other than that, like I'm just fast asleep straight away again. So this past week, really solid week of training. Like as well, I felt super strong. Hit a new PB on my hip thrust as well. So this week I all time strength PB three by eight at 160 kilograms, which felt really good. So I've been hip thrusting three times per week for, you know, many months now, but, uh, always working in a different rep range. So on the Thursday, that's 
when I did 160 this past week, that's, I would consider that more my strength day. So I'm working in an eight to 10, 10 rep range. On Mondays, I work in more of a 10 to 15 rep range. And then on Saturdays, I work in a 15 to 20 rep range. Always using a different weight for each, but I found that progressively. <laughs> I'll be worried if you use the same weight. <laughs> Yeah, it's 160 for 20 reps, one day. That's the thing though, because I'm using a different weight for each day, right? And a different rep range. I'm incrementally able to increase that over the weeks, each one by like 2.5 kilograms or something, or maybe every fortnight, but slowly inching each one up, right? They all help one another out. So yeah, hip thrusts are going really well right now. And I'm really hoping I can maintain that strength for as long as possible in these coming months throughout prep. But yeah, really happy with that. Training was just excellent, really good headspace, just great energy levels overall. And like work has been fantastic this week too, just feeling super productive. But the only thing is, is that my scale weight has been a funky duck this past week. And the only thing I can put it down to, guys, is the iron supplements that I'm now taking. And I think anyone who's probably taken iron supplements before, like, it just kind of flips with your digestion a little bit, you know, like things aren't as normal. Uh, so I think that taking iron supplements, well, I take one every single day, but it's very high dose. Like I think it's like 325 milligrams of iron plus 500 milligrams of vitamin C. Like it's a lot of iron to put that in perspective. I think a hundred milli a hundred grams of my kangaroo has like four milligrams of iron. Really? Yeah. So wow. it's a lot of iron. Um, so I think that this past week that's kind of been flipping with my digestion a little bit because other than the iron supplement and also incorporating 125 grams of kangaroo every night at dinner time to get a bit more dietary iron in, haven't changed a thing. Kept macros the exact same, right? Um, for exact same as last week and food, other food choices have been the exact same energy expenditure has been the exact same. But last week I hit that new low of 66.7, which was pretty awesome because at the start of the week I started out at 68.1. But then after I started taking the iron supplements, started going up to 67, 67.1, 67.2. After my two high days, that's actually when it dropped on after Thursday, Friday down to 66.8, which is interesting because I ate an extra 75 grams of carbs on each day. But then this morning, Sunday morning, it's back up to 67.1. So I'm like, what the flips? <laughs> and I also got you to take some progress photos of me this morning too. And I just, I'm looking different. I can see it. I can see it in my workouts as well. And I can tell my body's already changed. I've already lost a bit of body fat, especially around my abdomen because I always get this little roll. It's like right near my serratus anterior under my armpit, kind of like, you know, to the on the sides of my ribs, right? Like when I bend over a little bit, like there's just this little fat The upper love handle. <laughs> yes, it's the upper love handle, <laughs> the armpit love handle, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. But when I start gaining more and more body fat, that little thing comes out to play. But just saying over these this past fortnight, that thing is gone. So I've actually lost that little roll. Yet my scale weight says apparently I've increased by 400 grams this past week. I don't think so. I don't think that's actual tissue weight. At least I hope not, because it but wouldn't make any sense. Uh, so anyway, 
like if scale weight wasn't a factor, I would say that I've had a very successful week across like ticking every single box I possibly can, you know, just body composition, training, nutrition, been posing every single day as well, just recovery, everything's been spot on. So despite the scale not playing ball, I'm actually going to give it one more week on these same macros. And if it still is hovering around the same mark and, uh, you know, skin folds don't change, I look the same in my progress photos, then, then I'll do a drop, but I'm going to give it one more week just to see if my body can adjust. Cause it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense how I can't change anything. And I drop 1.4 kilograms in the first week. And yes, I take into account some of that was glycogen, right? But some of it was tissue weight as well. doesn't make sense to gain 400 grams of tissue weight this past week. So anyway, keep macros the same for this next week. So right now I'm still running five lower days and two high days. So five lower days are Saturday till Wednesday. That's at 300 carb, 160 protein, 40 fat. And then on my two high days on Thursday, Friday, I'm just bringing carbs up to 375 grams. So fingers crossed, you know, my body decides to actually reflect my efforts and the scale actually reflects that too this coming week. Otherwise, I'll just do what I got to do and just do a slight drop next week. But you guys will hear about it. But um, other than that, solid week. But uh, man, iron supplements, never taken them before, but you could, they can <laughs> flip with your shiz. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure that you are in a deficit. It just wouldn't make sense. Like that would be some crazy adaptation yeah. to to adjust to that much of an energy deficit yeah. that quickly. Mm-hmm. And I felt like energy levels have still been very good, but I've definitely felt like I've been dieting a bit more this past week. Like I've definitely felt like prior in my improvement season, I was like, man, is it lunchtime? It's time to eat again. But now I'm like, oh, cool. Like it's almost lunch. Like I'm actually looking forward to that meal a little bit more and feeling a little bit hungrier. Uh, so that's the thing. So definitely feel like I'm more in a deficit. So mm-hmm. Yeah, let's just hope for the best. But, you know, that's pretty much all from me. Pretty much just keep cracking on for another week and eight more days and we'll both be in this game together. So should be exciting. Yeah, I can't wait. So we can both speak about prep and complain about weight loss. And- Woohoo! Like that's not what we already do already, right? <laughs> but anyway, Jack, what is one thing that you want to improve this week? Your final week of your improvement season. So I would like to get on the posing bandwagon and I need to start improving some aspects of posing. So I'm very confident with the individual bodybuilding poses, but obviously I can, there's always room for improvement. Mm-hmm. And as I get leaner, I'll need to adjust them more depending on how I'm looking. So just work on those, work on my transitions as well. And also it's mainly the quarter turns, which I just haven't done since last time other than coaching people. But also definitely classic physique, which I'm, it's just a different style completely. Like it's getting my body into different positions. Bodybuilding is very rigid and like robotic in kind of like a nice way, I think. But classic physique, it's like twisting my waist, how I don't usually twist it or (laughs) doing different things. Might have to teach you a thing or two with all my, uh, you know, experience as a bikini competitor. (laughs) Yeah. That would be nice, but (laughs) (laughs) just skip out on the heels, (laughs) you lucky thing. But anyway, I'm looking forward to that and we got a mirror set up and I've got, we got a double mirror set up. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. So we can see all the rear poses and yeah, keen for that. But what about you? Yeah. So I think this week, like, let's just see that scale weight go down. You know, that's the main thing I want to improve this week. I just want to 
lose a little bit of weight, you know, and have that number actually reflect all my hard work and what's truly going on behind the scenes. So yeah, mm. that's what I want to improve. That's pretty much, that's pretty much me. Sweet. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in for episode 24. As always, if you did enjoy it, please feel free to tell your family and friends about it. Take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag the bodybuilding dietitians, and we'll catch you next week. See you guys. <laughs>